Hi everyone, Mitch from PickDogs.com. It is Sunday, August 29th, 2021. My voice is getting super raspy and you know what that means? I've been doing a ton of videos. I mean, a ton. It's like, I notice like when I start doing the videos and like the more games there are on the schedule, my voice just gets raspier and raspier and raspier. I start to sound like some of these other people out there. I'm not going to mention any women's names that are on other channels or something like that. But um, anyways feel like um back like when I smoked or something, you know, it's like, just, <laughs> it's only so much talking you can do. Anyways, got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, NFL football, got Major League Baseball, got uh, NFL football and Major League Baseball. And <laughs> there's soccer today, and we have that covered in our videos. We got Goran and, uh, and, and Chris doing the soccer videos. I think... I think they're starting to get some traction there. I'm not seeing like the huge number of views, but I'm starting to see some traction, which means they're doing something right. I told Goran he should become like the Roy Kent of uh, you know YouTube on the soccer videos. You know, see if he can uh, do that. I don't know. Roman Who's Elliot? Roy Kent? <laughs> you don't watch Ted Lasso? Uh-uh. Uh, oh, got, that's right. You recommended that. Oh, you got it. Was that it's, on Apple it's, TV it's, though? It's the best show. Is that on Apple though? Apple TV. I'm not sure what it's on, but it's it's it is the best show. Huh. Romanelli, you Ted Lasso guy? No, but I, I do have to I have to start watching it. Yeah, I'm so, I'm, so sho- I'm shocked you're not a Ted I know. Lasso guy. I'm just I, not a TV show guy, but I know I, I know, but it. but I'm shocked you're not a Ted. So Lasso where's that, guy. Romanelli? Is that Apple TV? Shocked. Um, I don't I don't really know. I thought it was Amazon, but I guess. Uh, oh, okay, I get it. I think it's Apple. I think it's Apple. Yeah, tons of people have told me that I would like it. All right. Anyways, um, you know, college football week one, week zero in the books. I think we saw a lot of things that we expected to see. I think we saw a few things that we didn't expect to see. Um, You know, I think... It was, it was, you know, as far as being week zero, it was unpredictably predictable, right? It was like, I think Scott Frost was still Scott Frost. I don't, I, we could blame it on Adrian Martinez, the turnover machine, right? He has more turnovers than, I think, eight other programs combined, right, over the last three years or something. He is the turnover machine. I mean, he is the turnover machine. He gave Illinois that game. He gave them all the momentum in the world heading into the halftime. Um, they had reco- Illinois was driving. They fumbled right before the half, and uh, you know it was a tie game. And uh, you know Illinois fumbled. Nebraska recovered. Nebraska had the ball. They had a chance to maybe get a field goal before the half, maybe even a touchdown. There was enough time on the clock. And uh, Martinez again with a big fumble went all the way to the house and. Uh, the game was over at that point. There was no coming back from that. And, uh, you know, we've seen that too much from Nebraska. The expectations of Scott Frost when he took that job were gigantic. It's not like he was just, you know, hired because he was a Nebraska guy. He had that UCF program running like clockwork. They were scoring big points, like 70s, right, when he, when he left. You know, he got uh, Blake Bortles. Uh, to be a top five NFL draft. That's how good of a coach this guy was there. 
And now we see him, you know, at his alma mater. And it's going to be a Cliff Kingsbury situation all over again where it's like you're going to have to fire the most popular hiring since Tom Osborne. You know, it's like that's really what's going to happen here, and that's going to be not a t- not an easy day for them. You think it was easy for Texas Tech to get rid of Cliff Kingsbury? Absolutely not. So, but I think that's the situation here, and it'll be interesting to see if Frost even makes the season. College coaches generally um, don't get fired during the season. You don't see it that often. It's not like the NFL or Major League Baseball or NBA where they just fire coaches and whatever because you have the whole recruiting process and everything like that. So generally, you don't see it. But lately, you've seen it more than, than you saw it in the past. But Scott Frost, clearly, I would say his days are numbered at Nebraska. I think when, when McCaffrey transferred, I think the writing was on the wall, you know. Yep. It was on the wall. It's like when you're top players, when you're top two players, and they're both offensive, and you have an offensive coach, transfer out. You have fundamental issues within the program that can't be fixed by this current regime. I think that's where, that's where we're at. And, uh, you know, of course, they'll turn it around, go 11-1, and one, and I'll be talking about <laughs> eating my words. But um, that's where we are there. Um, UCLA, Chip Kelly, you know, two good athletes in that game. That was the one game I lost on my free pick videos was the UCLA-Hawaii game. I was three and one, I think, on those free pick videos. I didn't have any premiums. But um, personally, I, I bet Illinois on the money line, so it covered my Hawaii loss. <laughs> and, uh, you know, UTEP, New Mexico State, just, you know, nobody came back from last year's team. So, you know, when you have two returning starters, you look like a team that, you know, had no returning starters pretty much. I think Fresno State looks good, even though Southern Utah, too. Fresno State, um, when we look at that list, we talked yesterday about the coaches that cover and the coaches that don't cover. And when I found the list, finally, it was uh, it was Fresno State that was right there. So it was Kansas State, Fresno State, right, and Ryan Day. <laughs> 75% in-conference covers for Ryan Day. 70% overall. The guy is a beast because he's an ass-kicker, right? He's an ass-kicking head coach, and it's like, I like ass-kickers. Whether you like Ohio State or not, for me, Ryan Day is the most likable Ohio State coach they've had in my lifetime. He's the first Ohio State coach that I actually like. So, 75% in conference. That's nuts. That's nuts, yeah. That's That's nuts in the Big Ten. (laughs) Right. Oh, they got people humping Ohio State. Well, Brian, you're humping in all those numbers. You've been, (laughs) I mean, you're on another planet. I'm not, I'm not, you're just getting rolled over on that strategy. What's happening is legal sports betting is just, right, but, but the spread, but not since the spread of legal sports betting and the, and the bookie dump off. See, and that's, that's where, that's where I believe those numbers have changed. Also, I believe the accuracy of those numbers has changed as well. And yesterday, I went with Nebraska on on my. It had nothing to do with the line. I thought they would pl- come out and play. They had the better roster. I thought they'd come out and play improved football. And they made dumb, dumb. They turned the ball over and they made stupid. How'd your How'd your uh, Braves bet pan out? That was That was a bad one. But you know what? I'll. You know, in the series, I'm only down a hundred <laughs> bucks. 
Yeah, but what about on the, what about betting against the Giants? Let's go back I'm to I'm going to bet against them today. Of course you are. Same amount. Of course, of course you are. On top. Because they got handled yesterday. They, the Braves oh, just yeah. got I crushed. I hate the Giants. They got crushed. <laughs> and you know, you heard what the Braves announcer said at the end of that game? You heard what he said in the ninth inning of that game? He said... He said wow. the thing he said the thing you have to realize here about the San Francisco Giants, he said, and this today made it crystal, crystal clear. He said, This is just a really good team. This <laughs> is just a really, really good team. And I think that is, you know, the bottom line there is that it's just a really good team. And it's like they're not going to lose two games in a row to a team that's not better than them. You know, it's not gonna happen. And it's like the bounces go their way because they create the opportunities, you know, and they take advantage. They have eight hits, you know, and they're all with runners on base, you know. It's like you have eight hits. They either leave the park or they're with a guy on base already, you know. A guy walks, they get a hit, man, every single time. It's like today's get out of town day for the Giants. They have a guy that's really not affected them all season. Get out of town day has not been has not been a negative to the Giants all season long. So why would today be any different? It's I'm just saying the, get out of town. It's day. it's you have a team that's clearly better than the other team. I mean, it's like if yesterday didn't prove it to you, then you didn't watch the game because it was just well, it was five it was, just, so it was a to- yeah. But the thing is, the Braves. Had every chance. They they had guys on base. They did all the things that the Braves do. And every time they did it, double play. Every single time. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, they got lucky in this one. The guy made an amazing play or whatever. Ground ball to the shortstop, man, is what it was. It was, and it was like clockwork. It was a machine-like destruction. It was like... It was like a Belichick defense in the second half of like, you know, where you ever see a college football game, especially see this happen where like they figured out like Miami used to do this to teams, right? They figure something out and all of a sudden they're in a box, right? They can't even move, right? The offense is just stuck. And it's like, you know, no matter what they do, they're not going to move. Right. And we've seen this, right? Alabama does it to teams. We see it all the time. Right. And that's just, you know, when the scores are getting lopsided, like, you know, my, my example that I used to always use was Miami against Houston, the David Klingler year. You know, when Klingler was like Heisman Trophy, you know, everything. They were saying, oh, they've scored a million points, Houston. They sent their fastest receiver out on a, on a, on, you know, on a pattern, you know, running all the way down the field. He covered him. Miami covered him with a linebacker. And the guy in ESPN, you know what he said when that happened? When, he was, when, when they threw the ball downfield and it was Jesse Armstead on the defense on that receiver. The announcer said it was the first quarter of the game. He said, this game is over. (laughs) (laughs) He said, this game is done. And I think that's what the Braves announcer said yesterday. Anyways, let's get into today's NFL. Brian, we can argue your numbers versus what we see on the field all day long, but um, I think straight handicapping is always going to beat chasing. Handicapping is always going to beat chasing. Always. It always does. Um Oh, you know. look at the White Sox yesterday. That I think I'm just the kiss of death because I took the White Sox minus one and a half on paper. They're the much better team, Lance Lynn bitching. They got their asses kicked. Didn't didn't have maybe a bet I on should it. start taking the Giants and I'll sink their ship. Didn't have a, the Giants. Didn't everything. didn't have a bet on it. Um, didn't bet that game. I can't bet run line and negative odds. I don't know. White White Sox were clearly better, and I thought they'd take out the Cub Cubs yesterday easily, but that didn't happen. Not not the White Sox best effort. 
When you score zero runs, you're not going to beat anybody. That's for damn sure. No. Let's go to the NFL. From running around the bases. Let's go to the NFL today. <laughs> we got five games left in the in the 2021 preseason. Um, here we are. We're you know not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend we'll have real NFL regular season games. No cardboard cutouts in the stands. Just real fans, real football. Um, I don't know what this is that really going to look like because, like, I don't know what the rest of the country is like, but here it's like, oh my gosh, man, the sky is has not is not falling; it has fallen. You have like sixteen COVID cases; they're going to sh- lock us down again. Um, in Australia, it's like if there's one case, they lock the whole place down. Anyways, um, we got Dallas versus Jacksonville. What we've seen from Jacksonville so far this preseason has not been pretty, but. I got to say, what we've seen from Dallas is worse. Um, <laughs> especially with the expectations. And how has Dak Prescott, like, the face of the NFL for the, you know, for the DirecTV game plan? I mean, he's throwing the ball, like, from one hand to the other. Like, when you pause on DirecTV, they, like, show now all these different other things, you know, now on the screen. It's not just, like, the show paused. It's the whole like all these other things, and one of them, you know, advertising for the NFL game plan. It's Dak Prescott, like throwing the ball from one hand to the other, like this, because that's as far as he can throw right now. Anyway, so we got the Bengals and the Dolphins. The line's gone from plus two and a half to minus two. So Brian, this should be a lock in your book, right? Um, San Francisco, same thing, from minus one and a half to minus five and a half. I'd like to, I'd like to see Trey Lance beat me, you know. I'd like to see him make me eat my words like Tom Brady did, you know. If he can do it, hats off. You know, I'm in. Giants versus Patriots. These teams have played in the Super Bowl twice. Different coach for the Giants. <laughs> I can't stand it. this guy's terrible too. In case you haven't noticed. And uh, the Falcons against the Browns. The Falcons have maybe been the worst of all the preseason teams. Them and the Cowboys. Probably the worst of all preseason teams this year. So we've got these five. Uh, Rod, you know, looking at these five, anything here, jump the page and say, you know what, I'm going to take my hard-earned money that I got a full slate of college football coming up this week, and I'm willing to risk even a fraction of that on any of this stuff. You see anything. Well, for me, I, I like Jacksonville here over uh, Dallas. Dallas is awful. Um, and who are they going to start? Probably not a whole lot once to anybody. They don't want to get anybody injured. And uh, look what happened to uh, Baltimore yesterday. Who knows how long Dobbins is going to be out for. Uh, definitely that looked like a serious injury. So uh, now that's not what Dallas needs. Another start of the year to more injuries. So I don't think they give a rat's hoot about this game. <laughs> they only worry about how des- that Prescott's going to do. And we know he's not playing. So uh, I'll take Jacksonville in that one. And the other one I like is... Uh, I, I like Vegas. That's too many for uh, the San Francisco team. They're not covering no minus five and a half. I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, we Going you know like. we talked about yesterday about um, I think it was just yesterday, maybe yesterday or Friday about how there hasn't been any really big injuries this preseason. But the Dobbins injury certainly the big one since, especially since they got rid of Ingram, right? So it's like yeah. So That's Dobbins, they still have Gus Edwards, Gus the bus. He was originally at yep. Miami. He transferred somewhere else. So, you know, he's got this strong pedigree. Justice Hill, who, right, justice is served. And uh, Tyson Williams. So they're not starving at running back. They, no, they've done, it didn't, it, it's not going to wipe them right out. No, they've done it's it with lost. these guys before. 
You know, it's not like they haven't done it with these guys before. And it's not like they're the type of team that they see some kind of veteran out there that gets cut. But I think they're kind of thinking, man, we could have probably had Sonny Michelle. Who would have been an interesting fit there because he's really not their type of back. Yeah. I don't think Dobbins should have been exposed to injury in that game in the first place, but But you're not you're not an NFL head coach, so it's not your call. No. And it's, so the thing is is that um you know, he's a running back, though. I understand. But it's like, if there's a running back there that, out in the NFL that fits the Ravens, who would you think it is? Like, who's the guy? Like, if they could have anybody, right? Anybody. Like, Derrick Henry, they could have anybody. Like, who's the guy that fits them? Mm-hmm. To me, I think it's Chubb. I think Nick Chubb would be, like, just dominating in a Ravens back. He'd be ridiculous. Yep. Hmm. I was saying like Josh yeah, Jacobs. Same attitude. He's just like I'm gonna run you over. I think Chubb's a little wider in the shoulders though than Josh Jacobs. So. Yeah. You know who was cut um, last week was uh, Bo Scarborough. Oh really? Might be an interesting pickup for the Ravens. Hmm. I don't know, but the fact that he was cut in the in that round of cuts, maybe he you know maybe he had the injury at Alabama. Maybe he just is a guy that's never going to be the same. He's kind of hopped around um, since then since he's been in the NFL. But he is another one of those Alabama running backs. I don't know. We'll have to see. What do you think of these games, Romanelli? Yeah, in the uh, Patriots-Giants game, I'm going to take the under. Uh, Looks like Joe Judge is going to bring out the first string offense in this one, Daniel Jones. But, I mean, the Giants struggled offensively in this preseason and last regular season. Uh, For me, they have to show me something new on offense before I can – take them or take the over. I mean, you get two of the better defensive teams from last season with the Patriots and Giants. Um, I think you're going to see a defensive game. I think both of these teams are going to have to rely on their defenses this season if they have any chance at a postseason berth. So I'll take the under in the Patriots-Giants. I think it's a low-scoring one. And then I'll take a a small lean. It's not my favorite play, but uh, the San Francisco 49ers don't like laying that many points, but uh, Nathan Peterman's going to try to go for the uh, preseason trifecta as he's going to be playing all four quarters again in this one. He's gotten the win in the first two games of the preseason, but he also hasn't looked too sharp. Um, I think the 49ers you know, still have that quarterback battle going on. I just think they're a lot more competitive in this one. So I'll take the, the Niners and I'll lay the points. You think John Gruden still has it? He's still got it. Yeah. yeah. I think the Raiders are a real team to watch out for, yep. like we've said it before. But you know, I think he's still got it. I think he's still got it, too. That's a tough I, division, though. I think he's one of the better evaluators of talent out there when it comes to head coaches. Brian, what do you see out there? Yeah, for me, I agree with uh, uh, Hot Rod here on his plays. I think the Raiders, you saw Peterman struggle a little bit last week, but I think he'll bounce back here. Uh, that's just too many points for the Raiders, in my opinion. I think they keep it within a field goal or so of the Niners. And then the Jags-Cowboys, I think the Jags might be the better of the two plays here. Uh, Danucci, uh, no touchdowns and three interceptions last week. I think you see a lot of Danucci and Garrett Gilbert and a Cowboys uh, roster that's on the field that, you know, I don't think they put any of their good guys out there. And I think the Jags, uh, with C.J. Beathard and Luton, I think you're getting the better of the two backups. So I'm going to take Jacksonville here and lay the points. New England Patriots, 638. New York Giants, negative 10. I think this one is the just the what you have is one of the best, 
with the greatest head coach of all time and possibly the greatest head coach, regardless of sport of all time, against Joe Judge. And at any level, um, it's a mismatch. Terrible. The Giants stink, man. It's like, I don't even understand the, the game plan there. I don't, I don't get it. You see all these other teams cutting bait with those quarterbacks that they made the mistake with? At what point do they cut bait with Daniel Jones? How do you know he's a mistake? He hasn't really played much in the preseason. Well, we saw him play in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a few seasons now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't The Jones era. Yeah, last season, the worst thing that happened to Giant fans was Saquon Barkley going out, not because it uh, you know, hurt their win-loss record because they were going nowhere anyway. The the thing that really hurt is it gave Daniel Jones the out, you know, not having Odell Beckham, not having Barkley, right? It gives him this out. He always has this excuse. He's always got this out when the reality is, well, he's not a very good quarterback. I think that's part of the problem here. Meanwhile, the Falcons have been the dumpster of dumpster fires um, this preseason as well. The Cowboys, the Falcons, just hideous this preseason. How about the Rams, man? How about those guys? How good are they going to be this year? If Matthew Stafford is, is just okay. If he's just okay. If he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, how good is that team going to be? I mean, I they played. Coach. They played none of their starters in the preseason. They covered every single game. Hmm. You know, I, I think the Rams are going to be. I think that whole division is. That's just a, a division to watch. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see any of them win the. I would be surprised to see the Seahawks win the division. But I mean, Russell Wilson can do it itself. But the Niners, Cardinals, and Rams, I think, could all do it. That's this is a. That one in the end. Yeah. If there's a Hail Mary pass, right, into the end zone, last play of the game, who's the guy you want on the receiving end? In the NFL. Mm. Who's the guy? D, maybe DK Metcalf. I, I take Tyler I Lock. Thinking. I take Tyler Lock. This guy catches everything. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen the guy <laughs> just catch me. It's like I, I don't know if Russell Wilson like buys him a house every year or something, but this guy, I mean he catches everything. And it's it's like a circus catches a routine catch for this guy, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I know, I think the best hands in the NFL, the best overall, like, just hand, true, true hands guy is Julio Jones. But I think that, I think that, that this guy, though, if you need that guy to just make that circus catch that bounces off someone's helmet, off the shoulder, whatever, one hand diving and whatever. I used to be that guy when I played football. That it's it's this guy, it's, right? Tyler Lockett. It just seems like I mean, he just always catches it. It's like I was like Don Beebe out there. Don Beebe, special teamer. Yep. Best special teamer. You know, I've never hit a Super Bowl square, right? I've never hit a Super Bowl square, and uh, I had it, and Don Beebe knocked the ball out of Leon Lett's hands. Had it. <laughs> had it. Leon, let's run in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hit one finally. It's like, <laughs> Romanelli has no idea what we're talking about. But... Not the play, but <clears throat> I know Super Bowl squares. Yeah, but there was a play in the Super Bowl in that in the Bills Cowboys. It was a runaway game, and Leon let um, 
Leon Lett picked up a fumble and was running it in for a touchdown for the Cowboys. And Don Beebe came running like, I mean, he was like a bullet runner, you know, like just so fast. Oh, yeah. Just ran him down, Beebe. swatted the ball, and went out of the end zone for a touchback. <laughs> and it was like, it was still like 66 to 3, the final score of the game, but it was like, <laughs> it wasn't 73 to 3, like whatever I needed, you know, at the time. Yep, smash that like button. We'd appreciate it. Well, we don't know if Stafford is pretty damn good because Stafford has the tools, but he's always been a poor decision maker. And I'm not just saying in Detroit, like the interceptions that he threw. Um, it's one of the, the comments here. Stafford is pretty damn, darn good, but I think he has the tools. He has the arm strength. He has all the stuff, but even at Georgia, he was a poor decision maker. You know, he was. He played on a loaded Georgia team. I mean, loaded. And he made some bad decisions. Rod, what are you selling today? Tackle the books Sunday? Nope. It's uh, my uh, Sunday offshore five-pack. Jump aboard. So excited for uh, this Sunday's action. Five best bets. A nice MLB triple and two NFLX. We got some great offshore information that you don't want to miss out on. These five best bets are the perfect opportunity to hammer your bookie, grab that cash, and end the weekend. A nice big winner. Love these five bets. Yeah, for me, I have a three-pack a dual sport Super Sunday trio, two MLB, and my NFL play of the day. Looking to end the NFL preseason on a winning note. Good luck. And for me, I got my two good to beat true three pack, my best NFL bet, and two Major League Baseball winners. Forty dollars at PickDogs.com. Yesterday, one and two, Cleveland Indians kind of let let me down, but we'll bounce back today. Indians let me down too. It's two and one yesterday. Um, Indians were my only loss. It's like they had it. They had, there's another team that had a ton of chances, you know, to win and did not get it done, and then they let. J.D. Martinez beat you. He's been slumping like crazy. He missed three hits in the game, of course, because I'm betting on the so other side. So did Boston, though. They, both teams had a chance to win that game. And they both left a lot of guys on the had Indians had better chances. They're, the Indians should have won. Uh, <laughs> they had better chances. They should have won so because positive. I had them. <laughs> it's like, this is, this, is the way, this is the way watching sports that with Mitch works, okay? If you're winning 2 nothing, we can circle this as a win. If we're losing two nothing, no problem. We still got a chance. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> this is this is the way that the world of watching sports. I feel good. We're up seven nothing. I'm I'm good on this. Oh, we're down by we're down by eleven. No problem. We could still come back. And I was watching. I was just waiting for the Boston to hit a home run because I always had a guy on. It seems as like every inning they had a guy. There's the always a guy on. I was just waiting for the out. bomb. Yep. They had no, the, the Indians had, had nobody out. And the same thing. The Indians, Indians, any one of those guys. Fran Miller could have hit a bomb, any one of those, and, and would have blown the game open. It was always, it seemed like there every inning, both teams had a couple guys on. It was like, holy, how is this game not 17-14? At least the Indians <laughs> didn't bring in Shaw, you know, it's for the relieving. Because that's, you know, that's always the worst for me. Bringing Shaw, it's like... <laughs> I bother. Did he pitch yesterday? No. No. <laughs> no, they wanted they wanted to, no. they wanted to have a chance to win. So, um all right. 
I have a three pack. Of course, we got the VIP show. Um, rolling right along on that, and of course, with college football, NFL, the value only gets better on the VIP show. Plus, we're adding another uh, person. So it's going to be big. I'm excited about it. This week, um, Sean did pitch yesterday. I thought so. Did he? He gave up a couple hits. Oh. Yeah, he gave up two hits. He pitched one inning, gave up two hits. Thankfully, it <laughs> might, might one have, strikeout. Might have been uh, outside during that one. I was just yeah, it was early. He came in right after Quantro. These so days, I, like you know, this I'm just I I'm I'm working nonstop, so it's like you know I have the TV on, but I can't really concentrate that much. Super busy. Super busy these days. It's like I'm one of my only MLB players. I, I, I always hate I those people. Oh, I'm so busy. You know, <laughs> it's like, but I, I've become one of them. It's like, can't. Stand we need it. to computerize Mitch. Like a max headroom. I just need. I just need. I just need some help. You know. I this just is need, the Saint Louis. I just Carlos. need some help. I need. I have to make some decisions. You know. That's what I have to. And it's like I just need some help. I just need. I need some structure. I have. You know. It's been a year since. Um. You know. I rebuilt the company, and the first year through. You know. Was. You know. You you do what you have to do. Right. All hands on deck. We kind of all do what we have to do. And then the second year, we kind of know now what we have, what things will look like, where the potential is, where we have holes, all of those things. And now I start putting in money and time and filling these holes in, you know, and, and get the help that I need. I've done this before. You know, when I started Sports Chat Plays, I used to write every article. Every article. <laughs> yeah. Romanelli's like, holy crap, this guy's not <laughs> <laughs> This guy is no way. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass every I'll pass. article. I'll pass. I don't want to do every article. And then I, then, <laughs> then, but then when I got Randy Chambers, me and Randy wrote. I mean, imagine that, like writing every article, and then you get Randy, right? It's like me and Randy are now. It's like, and that's the same thing with what I'm with what I'm doing now. I just need, to, you know, we've gotten a lot bigger, so because now we have two sites instead of one, and it's kind of like we do different things than we used to do. So it's like I just. I need to just fill that in. I will. And you'll see. You're going to see a lot of new tappers. You're going to see a lot of new faces on the videos. You're going to see the sports chat channel um, start to have its own content stream outside of, you know, just pick dog stuff. We're going to start doing um, our Sunday and Saturday shows are going to be on sports chat and pick dogs. But we're also going to have this whole separate um, content stream at sports chat places YouTube channel. And I'm really excited about that. We have, I think, I believe four people have lined up to do that to start it out. And then we're just going to see where it goes. We're gonna start a second podcast for Sports Chat Place. I'm not gonna. I'm not on it, which I know makes some people happy. So, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Kind of separate out the brands a little bit. Still keep them under the same umbrella. Is the Sports Chat brand gonna be geared towards the younger crew or? Sports is Chat is Sports Chat is gonna be everything sports betting, and Pick Dogs is gonna be more our community underdog. Sports Chat Place is going to be more, you know, the collared shirt and, um, you know, nuts and bolts, kind of, if you want to hear the, you know, all the numbers and the statistics and all the stuff like that. And you just feel like hearing me you know, cry about trolls or whatever you guys think I talk about, you just come on over here to pick dogs. <laughs> I like to hear crying about trolls. Some people, some people like it. Some people... Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, it's going to be different. But, you know, at least that's the plan. And we'll have to see how it all works out. Speaking about how it all works out, 
Only 14 Major League Baseball games today, which is weird for a Sunday. But tomorrow, 12 Major League Baseball games on a Monday, which has been... Monday's nice. gross. Monday. Right. Holy. Romanelli, you watch our Monday show? You ever watch the Monday show? <laughs> Actually, sometimes, yeah. It's, uh, it's a quick one. Yeah, well, it's not quick. Normally, we have it. Still, is the same amount of time. Which makes it really gruesome. <laughs> makes it extra bad. People really, people really hate the Monday show. It's like I got a case in the Mondays. <laughs> oh no, they're off course again. <laughs> the hell is the the, the, you see it like right someone puts in the comments? Pick started forty-five minutes, <laughs> eight seconds. <It's> like, right. <laughs> And we've had two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Suarez against Bumgarner. We got Chris Archer and Spencer Watkins. <laughs> it's a tough watch. College uh, football's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Sp- oh, man. Spencer Watkins. Two and six. I mean, I'm not big on starting pitcher record, but two and six. That's actually an overstatement for this guy. Really, it is. The 7.07 ERA. Last time out, we blasted him on the show. Two innings, seven hits, eight runs, eight earned. Is what he came back at us with. Blasted 47 pitches. 47 pitches. Eight of them crossed the plate. Eight batters crossed the plate. So what is that? One-sixth of every... Pitch that he threw produced a run. Wow. So if a guy no pitched, works, so if you extrapolated over, you know, 100 pitches, which is the standard mark for a pitcher, that would mean that, uh, let me see, 10. It would be, wow. So it would just be almost about double. So it would be 16 runs. Six strikeouts. It's a tough day at the office. Anyway, Spencer Watkins still got a job after that, which is amazing to me. Um, the Pirates taking on the Cardinals. Wow, the Cardinals uh, really made a statement yesterday to the, to the Pirates. And then um, the Reds and the Marlins. Vladdy Gutierrez. Brian, that was your day to bet against them. Was there. Yeah, it was my one winner yesterday it was the Marlins. Anyways, who do you like in these four? Well, I'm going to try to mix it in a little sharp and a little square. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays, lay two and a half here. I think that's even gets you down to even money. Spencer Watkins has been, I think the book's out on him. And I think Rays shouldn't have any trouble with taking him apart today. I'm not a big Chris Archer fan, but I could see Tampa Bay easily getting up 10 runs today. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Pirates, lay about $100 in that money line. I think they bounced back from that ass kicking they took yesterday. I'm not big on Will Crow, but uh, I think the Pirates, uh, scrappy team, I think they scrap a little bit with the Cardinals. Ron, who do you like? I'm also going to take the Rays and lay the two and a half runs. Uh, Chris Archer, you know, he came back from an injury and pitched well against the White Sox and got injured in that start. I'm glad to see him back and uh, ready to go again because he's had a rough road. Um, this, this season, but he's pitching well. I think he's pitched better than his ERA suggests. So uh, I think he has a strong start. And I think the Rays definitely get to Spencer Watkins and the Orioles pen. So I, I'll take a raise in a blowout. And uh, I also like the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I don't love the price, but Tyler Malley 
sub two ERA at home or on the road. Excuse me. He pitches a lot worse at home and uh, he gets to play in Miami. And this one, Jesus Lazardo, even though the Reds don't hit lefties that well, Jesus Lazardo has just really struggled with Miami, with the A's this season. Um, 9.67 ERA with the Mar- with the Marlins so far and a 7.91 ERA on the year. I just take the Reds here. I think they get a much needed win and gain some ground in that uh in a wild card as they have a two game lead right now. Right. And for me in these ones, I'll take uh I'll take a shot here with Arizona. Baumgartner uh, they're uh, five and two in his last seven starts. They're also twelve and four in the last sixteen in Philly. So uh, I'll take a shot here with Arizona. I'm gonna beat up the Phillies. And I like the over in a Rays and Orioles game. Spencer Watkins, he's uh, what, 0 and 3 his last three with a nice 16 ERA. Uh, Rays might be able to get right over that number on their own. So uh, <laughs> give me the over Rays, Orioles. And then I also like the uh, Cardinals and the Pirates to go uh, over the number. It opened eight and a half, it's up to nine. I think that's enough. Cardinals, four and one, their last five to the over in their last uh, five road games. Versus a right-handed starter, Pirates three one and one to the over their last five off of a loss. They're also uh, eight three and one to the over their last twelve at home versus a team with a winning record. So uh, give me the over in that Cardinals Pirates game. Yeah, why well, stop at three? Watkins is actually zero and six in his last six. Um, uh, that's just his last three. Yeah, no reason to stop at three. He's zero and six. Zero and six in his last six. He's uh he hasn't given up less than four runs in a start since July nineteenth. Um one, two, three. He's given up four runs four times, six runs and eight runs. I'm gonna guess he I like the over as well there. Chris Archer certainly not one of my friends when it comes to sports betting either. Yeah, I've been roasted on Chris Archer, you just haven't bet enough. That's the way that I think <laughs> right. I look at that. Archer has some talent though. I think Romanelli's right on with him. With Chris Archer? He's not that bad. He's not that bad. He's not that bad. What he isn't is that good. No, he's not that good. He's not that bad. He struggled in Pittsburgh and in the end of his Rays career when he was first there, but I think he's uh, figuring it out a little bit. We'll see. He always has the bad inning. Bad pitch. Cost him. He's the type of guy where the mistakes really cost him. I think I've given up on the Pirates here, too. The Cardinals. <laughs> Yesterday was just embarrassing. I was embarrassed that I even said Pirates. I got the YouTube comment yesterday. This guy hasn't hit a parlay all week. It's like, I hit five parlays on YouTube this week. On my YouTube videos. Five. I got the comment. This guy hasn't hit a parlay all week. I had the under yesterday um, in the Pirates-Cardinals yesterday. That was the one I I said it on the show, and it looked funny, remember? Yeah. Like, yeah. Now I know why. Now I know. Now I get it. Tigers, Matthew Boyd, back in the fold, up against Barrios, who is becoming a guy I really like to fade. Um, Indians against the Red Sox, the rematch. Eli Morgan against Tanner Houck. Tyler McGill on the mound for the Metropolitans against the Nationals. Oof, it's been a really, really ugly stretch here for the Mets, but uh, at least they won yesterday, right? And then uh, 
the Braves and, and the Giants, this has been a walkover. I mean, the last yesterday's game was one of the more dominant performances you'll see from a Major League Baseball team against a, a contender um, in that Giants dismantling of the Braves. It was just, they beat them in every ass, every area of the game that you could beat them. You know, they even, they even when they needed the insurance run, it was even like a textbook insurance run, right? It's like, you know, they're up 2 nothing. They need another run. You know, the insurance run. They get a home run solo shot. It's like, you know, they added a couple, but it was like, you know, the textbook insurance run. Crazy. They are looking machine-like. Ron Romanelli, what do you think of these four? Yeah, not my craziest. I'm not the craziest for these games, but I will take a, a lean with the Washington Nationals getting the plus money on the road. You know, the Mets did win yesterday, but I still don't think they should be a minus 180 favorite here, even even at home against the Nationals. Ty, Tyler McGill, he gave up 11 hits, seven runs in his last start, uh, three and two-thirds against the Giants. Gave up four home runs in that one. Uh, does, I don't think that just – I just don't see that warranting a big favorite line right there. I mean, Eric Fetty pitched well his last game, six and a third with one earned run, 10 strikeouts. I know it was against the Marlins, but – 10 strikeouts, you got to give them credit. I think uh, the Nationals have a ton of value on them, so I'll, I'll take uh, the Nationals. How about the Mets? 1-8-1 to the under in their last 10. Wow. Surprising. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't score any runs. I was going to say, oh, yeah. yeah. It's one-sided. Oh, look, we got a run. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, uh, who do you like? For me, I agree with Romanelli here. And actually, I think the Nationals are a play I should have had as a premium pick. Uh, Eric Fede hasn't been too bad lately. The Mets have been disastrous. I think the book's out on uh, Magoo, McGill. Uh, he's been hit around. I think Nationals get another win here, and you get tremendous plus money. And then I can't I, – I, I'm so happy I get to bet on Matthew Boyd again. Uh, it's not. It's nowhere near the play that the Washington Nationals are today, but I'm putting a little bit of money for all time's sake on the Tigers and uh, my boy Matthew Boyd to get a win over uh, Barrios. Barrios, I think he's seen better days. Hasn't done very much for the Toronto Blue Jays, and I think he loses another one on high juice. Who's up, Rod? Uh, for me, on those ones. I like uh, Boston on the run line, get another win over the Indians here. I mean, Eli Morgan has not been good. One one and seven, or one and five at home with a 7.67 ERA. 0 oh and one in day games. I'll, I'll take Boston to uh, get the end of that series, game three there. I'll take Boston on the run line in that one. And uh, I like the Giants over the Braves. Uh, Giants get the win again. Ian Anderson has not been good during the day. 0 oh and three. 4.6 ERA. Giants get a win. You got to give me plus money. I'll take it. Give me the Giants over the Braves in that one. Who's 
The only two I like in there. I like the Indians in this one against the Red Sox. These games have been close. I think it's just a matter of one pitch in each of these games so far. I think the Indians get the better of it this time. I also like the Tigers a ton here against the Blue Jays. Barrios is my new fade, automatic fade guy. He just is not good. He's like overrated. It's like he was a number one pitcher. He wasn't good enough there. He was a number two. He wasn't good enough there. Now he's a number three. He's not good enough there either. But eventually he'd become Rich Hill. Anyways, um, I'm going to take the Tigers and Matthew Boyd. No relation to Oil Camboy. Twinkies in the Brew Crew. Southsiders and Northsiders. Rangers and the Astros. Brian, what do you think? Uh, not my favorite time frame here, but uh, I just think it's not Ashby's time yet to be. Uh, that stud for the Milwaukee Brewers yet. Uh, I think Minnesota Twins get another plus money win at home here. Uh, I'm not. I'm not huge on uh, uh, on Jacks, but I think today just the, the lines come down about twenty cents here, and, and we've seen Ashby not look lights out like he should be. I think next year he'll be a pitcher to watch for the Milwaukee Brewers, but not this season. I'm going to take Minnesota here, uh, light play. Run. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, over in the White Sox Cubs game. Yeah, uh, Kyle Hendricks may be 14 and five, but I don't think he is as good as his record may show. I think the White Sox do most of the damage offensively and to get us over that total. But I do think the Cubs add a few solo shots here and there to get us over. The wind is really blowing out to left field, 13 miles per hour. I think that has uh, something to do with this total as well, being at nine. So I'll take the over in the Cubs White Sox game. And I agree. I like. I, I agree with Brian. I'm going to take the Twins here over the Brewers. I think the Twins get the sweep. And Jax is still per. He's two and zero at home, so he pitched just solid at home. So give me uh, the Twins get the sweep over the Brewers. The only one I like in that time spot. I like the over in the White Sox Cubs. Dylan Cease is not a minus two fifty guy. He isn't. Um. I think he has that type of potential, but the more that I see Dylan Cease, the more that to me that he is kind of a he's like a career three starter, four starter, you know. He's good. He'll be around for a while, but I don't see him ever like becoming a guy unless he learns a couple more pitches or something. Unless he learns some something, like a split finger or something. His fastball is good, but it's not good enough. Cubs aren't just going to lay down against the White Sox. That won't ha- their fans won't let that happen. You can see the over in Texas, too. Hearn and Granke. Granke's, you know, he's at that point in his career where he's not like a stopper-stopper. He's more like a 2-3 run guy, which is good. It's still good, but he's just at that point in his career. Last time he did give up the home run to uh, Salvi Perez and did give that blank, numb stare that we... Appreciate that Granky always gives when he gives it a home run. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blank numb stare. Were you on the show, Ron, when we talked about like pitchers' reactions to giving up the long ball? No. Oh gosh. 
Everyone picture has different reactions. Jordan Lyle always looks like what just happened, you know, <laughs> kind of like it's, and you're not sure if it's, he can't believe the ball went that far. He can't believe the guy hit that one pitch for a home run, or he can't believe he threw that pitch. I can't figure out which one it is, but it's always that look of confusion, you know? And then you have other guys that get really mad, you know, when they give up the home run, the frustration you have Ryu, right. Who doesn't even, he knows when the ball leaves his hand, he doesn't even look. It's kind of just like, Right, you have guys like that reaction, but then, but for Granky, it's a blank, numb stare. Kind of just like, right? It's like just blank, numb stare, just like you know, basically throw me the next ball. Let's let's go, right? It's like, yeah, it is. It's amazing. Anyways, Mitch White on the mound here for the Dodgers up against Antonio Senzatella. Got the. Mariners and the Royals. It's the Royals on one of those Royal rolls right now. And uh, A's against the Yankees. Phil Paul Blackburn on the mound here for the A's. Kind of disappointing. But the A's getting it done yesterday against the Yankees. But, um, yeah, Paul Blackburn is the answer here. I think he's going to get hit pretty hard. It's right. not, it's not too, but you know, Blackburn, sometimes these guys, so, sometimes these guys surprise you. You know, the A's have guys like for specific reasons. They have like the A's do things a lot differently than you know the A's. There's a few teams that do things like it now, but they're the ones that started it. And it's kind of they do things for a specific reason. So it's like this guy has a reason why he's on this team and is making this start tonight. You know, and it's because he has some kind of number in there that leads them to believe that he can be successful in any game that he's sent to the mound. So we'll see if that number comes up tonight. I'm going to guess it's um, like, you know, it's one of Romanelli's numbers. Right? It's like FIP or something. Right? He's got like a ridiculous. He doesn't allow like, you know, something about base runners and, you know, how many of them score when they're on. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to, it's some probably wild off the chart statistic, but all the A's guys have it. Every one of them. Like when they, when they got Starling Marte from the Marlins, right. Made total sense. Right, because he probably has. My guess is that Starling Marte of all the players in the major leagues, if you rank how many pitches he sees per at bat, I'm going to guess he's in the upper five percent. Right, there's certain guys that when they're up at the plate, they see a lot more pitches than everybody else does. Right, we just know that these guys are are going to be a little tougher. Joey Votto, right, he's going to see a ton of pitches. Oh yeah, right. (laughs) Wade Boggs at bats would last, you know, 25 minutes, you know. Just like Wade Boggs would, like, intentionally foul off balls if he didn't like the pitch. Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Gwynn was more of a slapper, but Boggs was, like, more just a textbook, you know, pure hitter where it's like he would, if he he knew it was a strike and it wasn't a ball that he wanted to hit, he would just intentionally foul it off, which you, you don't see guys being able to do that all that often. I think he's the only one I've ever seen who, who said, you know, you know who, in, like you, you know, you hear him in the interview. I lived in Boston. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I fouled a couple of those off. I just didn't like the location. And I just, you know, it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I just knocked him to the side a little bit or whatever. Guy's an amazing hitter. What do you think here, uh, Rod? You got you got an angle on Blackburn for us? Yeah, Black Blackburn dead in the night. 
<laughs> they they uh they they stopped the Yankees uh, win streak yesterday and uh, the Yankees come right back and and then get it rolling again. I think they beat up on Oakland. I'll take the Yankees on the run line on that one. And then the other one I like. Uh, I think uh, Sunsetel has got a good shot at uh, getting his first road win in here. So uh, my D-Gen play. I'll take the Rockies over uh, the Dodgers here and Mitch White going. Uh, I think they got a shot to uh, upset the Dodgers. Give me uh, the Rockies with Sunsetel. Get his first win on the road this year. I'm going to disagree with both of those. I like the Dodgers here. I think White is just, I mean, uh, Sunsetel is putrid. It's like I've, I've lost. It's not that putrid. No, it's terrible. It's horrible. Terrible. Not that bad. Terrible. Yeah, and, and if you look, he's, he's, he's on this, uh, the team's win one, lose one. Win one, lose one in his But start. he's also. His last start was a loss. He's also, for a win. he's also on my list. If I had a dollar for every dollar I lost on Senzatella <laughs> this year, I would have a lot more dollars. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, because he always seems to be in that spot. He also was scratched in that game and against the Dodgers that I really like the Rockies, and they put in Chi-Chi. So I hold that against him. <laughs> that was that was my worst loss of the season. That was my worst loss. Of the like I had more, I had more heartbreaking losses than that, and I've had other losses. But that game, I really thought that they had a legitimate shot in in, in Colorado beating the Dodgers. He gets scratched, and not only does he get scratched, they put Chichi in. It was like that's your guy, Chichi. I also think the A's have some kind of angle. I gave out the Yankees in the video, but actually, I like the A's in that one. Reconsidering, talked myself into it. And usually, when teams have a long winning streak and the the seal is cracked on it, normally it it leads to more bleeding. The Yankees aren't going to win forever. They don't have a good enough manager. Like if they if they come into games where it's like it comes where the manager has to do something, they're not going to win those games. And and that's you know. It's like they've been winning games, but they've been doing it in dominating fashion. It's not like Boone has made some amazing moves, you know, to to get it done. He's not Joe Madden. Ron Romanelli, what do you think? Yeah, I've been trying to find an angle in this Yankees athletics game. I think I'm going to just take a shot with the A's here. It's not my favorite play, but Paul Blackburn, looking at his numbers, I think one of the bigger reasons why he's uh, why they're putting him out here today is because he doesn't give up too many home runs. Throughout his career in the minors and majors so far, he's had less than a one point. He's given up less than a home run per nine innings throughout his entire career because he's a pitch-to-contact guy. He gets about 50% of his um, outs via the ground ball, and the fly balls don't really go over the fence. So I think, uh, you know, the Yankees, the Bombers, they've been hitting a lot of home runs as of late. I think that might be a reason why he's getting a start today. doesn't strike out a ton of guys and doesn't walk a ton of guys either, though. Um, so... I think Montgomery gives up a few, and I think the A's put themselves in a good position to win. Not my favorite play, but that's where I'm leaning. Brian? Uh, for me, I'm going to take Rod's favorite team, New York Yankees here. I think, But I think it's uh, the better plays on the money line here. I think it's a one-run game. Montgomery's been pretty consistently strong lately. And Blackburn, uh, his minor league numbers this year, he's 4-7 and seven with a uh, 4.97 ERA. His whip's around 1.51. So he's got hit around AAA. No reason why the Yankees bats can't hit him around the night. So it's nothing, no play that I'm selling the house to bet, but I'm going to take the Yankees to get back on the win streak. i sell the house, bet it. Um, why not? Part of late time. Rod, what do you got? For me, we're going to take uh, 
the Red Sox on the money line over the, over the Indians. Take the Giants on the money line. Take the Yankees on the money line. Parlay those two. Red Sox, Giants, Yankees? Yankees. Yep. Senior <laughs> square Jeez. to run. Giants aren't square today. <laughs> Everybody's pumping the line. Good Lord. <laughs> You're killing me, Rod. Um but, I'm going to take the Yankees on the money line. I'm going to take the turn, Detroit Tigers. We'll, we'll let you go. <laughs> I said I'm taking Ron. the Yankees, Tigers, and Nationals on the money line. Okay. Thanks, Ron. Ron, who do you like? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said It's all right. I'll remember this. Um, I'm going to take the under in the Patriots-Giants game. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays laying two and a half runs, and I'm going to take the Cincinnati Reds money line in probably one of the most square parlays I've ever given on this show. <laughs> I'm going to take the Detroit Tigers with Matthew Boyd. I'm going to parlay him up with Quang Young Kim of the Cardinals. And I'm going to also throw in Paul Blackburn and the Oakland Athletics here for my three-team parlay. I also like... How about Salvi had back-to-back grand slams, right, in two games in a row. And then he was up with the bases loaded again and... Did you see that in the first inning? Or second? It was second Four. inning? Second inning. He was up. Second inning. Yeah. He was, had, he's had two games in a row. He had two games in a row with Grand Slams. And uh, he's up. he was up again with the bases loaded and nobody out. It was like, oh, man. <laughs> that, to me, is like, that would be ridiculous. It's 12 RBIs. on. It would have been 12 RBIs on three swings of the bat in three days. Half, you know, twelve percent to a hundred in three games. Someone had eight RBIs the other day. Not really. Yeah, who was that? Came off the DL. He had eight RBIs. Oh, um, uh, it was against me, I think. It was. <laughs> <laughs> he had eight RBIs. Those are the worst. He was like, oh no. He was like, they interview him on ESPN. He's like, and Mitch said. Done. <laughs> oh, Grandal. Yeah, Grandal. Grandal. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Let's make it a winning day. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. And of course, let's make it a big one. Got a lot of changes here. I know that, uh, you know, it's not why you're here to hear about that, but I just wanted, it's kind of like a heads up because you guys will probably have, you know, more, more chances to watch what we do and more. Um, different ways to consume it. I know some people, they don't like the banter. We'll have shows with less banter. We're going to have shows with more banter. We're going to have shows that are all banter. All banter. Yes, we can call it all banter. Nice. I mean, you could argue for 30 minutes. Yeah, we could. Ar- <laughs> well, that's that's the Monty Python bit. That's my favorite Monty Python bit. I'm here to have an argument. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen that one? Oh, you got oh, it. I've probably seen it by Google it and check it out on YouTube. It's John Cleese walks into an office. Oh, no, John Cleese, I believe, is behind the desk. I, think I do like Monty Python. Okay. I'm here to have an argument. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. I paid five bucks. No, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> it's a, or, no, first he walks in. He's like, says, says, I'm here to have an argument. The guy like, starts screaming at him. He's like, I'm here to have an argument because, oh, I thought this was abuse <laughs> or something. <laughs> Anyways, the bit's better than I do it. <laughs> <laughs>
Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> have Let's make it a winning day. And uh, we're going to do the premium show right after this and the VIP show immediately following. I'll send out a tweet as soon as we're gone. Have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.